Welcome back to Fantasy Tuesday. It has been a few weeks since I have done this. This is the Stuttering Sports Podcast, and I'm your host, Spencer. Without further ado, let's talk about how this is going to work. I have some waiver ads in front of me, maybe eight or nine. I have one or multiple at every position except for quarterback and kicker, mainly because the quarterback waiver is terrible, and I couldn't find anyone I was confident in. And kickers, you know, just fucking there isn't – I mean, like kickers aren't that deep. Moving, I will also talk about trading stuff. I have four buy low candidates and three sell high candidates. And then after that, I do have a stream at every position. So yeah, that's how that is going to work. When I mention points, I'm talking about in PPR because that is what I play. So yeah, without further ado, let's get right into it with the waiver edition. Starting off with the running backs. I have both Damian Harris and Zach Moss. Damian Harris because he got 16 carries last week and is playing the Jets this week. With Cam being as bad as he has been, I think they will run the ball a lot more with their running backs. And, and you know, Harris seems to be their guy when it comes to the workhorse back. And on the other hand, if Cam gets benched, the value goes up because he's their workhorse back. With Stidham in, they're going to continue to run the ball with the running backs more and more. Now talking about Zach Moss with his carries going up and with the Bills using him a lot when they're inside the red zone. He is doing very well these last two weeks and they play Seattle next week, so his value should continue to rise. Moving on to my wide receivers, I I, I have three of them. One, Corey Davis, two, Curtis Samuel, and three, Emmanuel Sanders. Let's start with Corey Davis. I would say you get him and then you probably trade him because as well as he has been playing, he has to play Chicago, Indianapolis twice, in Baltimore these next four weeks. That's a super tough stretch, but if you are high on waivers um, and you have a bad team, pick him up and then he's a fantastic trade piece before I think his value will fall. Moving to Curtis Samuel, this is the same deal as Corey Davis. He has looked very good these last three weeks, scoring 21, 17, then 11. But they play Kansas City and Tampa, which wouldn't usually be a really bad thing. But but what makes me want to get rid of him, um, what makes me want to use him as a pretty good trade piece is the fact that Christian McCaffrey is coming back. So those red zone rush plays should be gone after this week. He is the wide receiver three behind Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. And with Christian McCaffrey back, he is the running back three. So I think you grab and trade him. Moving on to Emmanuel Sanders. This one is a keeper. Besides the bad week versus Las Vegas, Sanders has averaged 16.4 points per game and New Orleans still plays Atlanta twice. So with a favorable schedule and honestly just doing really well, Emmanuel Sanders is it, he's a very solid pickup. Moving on to tight ends, I have two. Uh, I I have two of them. First one is Eric Ebron. Second one is Trey Burton. Let's start off with Ebron. He has put up double digits in back-to-back weeks, and the next three weeks plays Dallas, Cincinnati, and Jacksonville. He is Big Ben's security blanket. He is always lurking in the middle. I think he's worth it. I really think he is a starting fantasy tight end, and these next three weeks will show it. 
Trey Burden, to me, is a deep sleeper. He has put up double digits these past two weeks, but that is mainly due to the Colts using them with their red zone running game. Burden is a good backup if you need an insurance policy, but Trey Burden, um, if he gets more involved with the pass game, which he very well could, hell, maybe his value skyrockets. Moving on to defenses and special teams. For this, I only have one, and that will do with the waiver additions. And that one is the Miami Dolphins. They have scored 12-plus points in the last three weeks. The defense has gotten time to gel with Brian Flores and his system because, hell, they picked up so many guys during free agency and the draft, and the result is looking fantastic. The Dolphins look really good. I really want to do a big project talking about the Dolphins' future, so maybe sometime next week, maybe, maybe. And, well, going back to fantasy, they still played Denver, which besides last week, they they did not look good these last three weeks. They, they, they also get the honor of playing the Jets because they're terrible, and they get to play New, New England, with, which if Cam does not get better, then, well, they're either playing a Cam Newton, who's pretty bad right now, or a Jarrett Stidham, who will probably be pretty bad. So, really good pickup if – Right now, if you need a backup defense, but if not, I think they're a good starting defense. So that's going to wrap up the waiver additions. Let's talk about some trading advice. I got my four buy low guys. Let's get right into them. I have two running backs and two receivers. The first running back is Josh Jacobs. He got 30. He got 31 rushing attempts last week. Just because he's not killing it in fantasy does not mean the Raiders are not handing him the ball. And just such volume. I think mm, I think he's really about to turn it up. He has a favorable schedule coming up. And I think he's poised to finish this season strong. He is one of the most talented backs in the league. And they give him the ball a lot. Just when he gets, mm, when he'll get going. He will get going in my opinion. I, I'm excited to see it. Moving on to my second and final running back. That's Miles Gaskin. Running back for the Miami Dolphins. Um, with Tua at quarterback, the offense may not be very productive, but I think the production with Gaskin will go up because if Tua is not playing well, which is likely because he's a rookie, he's bound to have off games, they will run the ball more with Gaskin, and and when Tua is throwing the ball, Gaskin will constantly just be lurking, getting just racking up receptions, kind of like how Zeke did with Dakin at quarterback. Just racking up receptions. Just a little dump-off throw, dump-off throw. That's what I think Gaskin will bring to this Miami team and to hopefully your fantasy team because I want to get Gaskin. I do plan on getting Gaskin. Gaskin, I really like his upside with Tua at quarterback. Moving on to the two wide receivers, and we'll get to the sell-high guys. The first one I have is Michael Thomas. He's bound to come back eventually. And before any news of when he comes back, because we don't know when he comes back. Like, it seems like every week I think he's going to come back and he just doesn't. I've thought that for like a month now. So I have no fucking clue when this guy's coming back. But he has to come back sooner rather than later. So, before we get a definite date, try to trade for him before the fantasy managers get really excited about having him come back. Get him now before he's listed as, oh, he's practicing this week. He might play. Oh, he plans on playing this week. Get him for cheap 
I would not give up much because he'll need a few games to get into it or maybe just one because Michael Thomas is a great receiver. But I think before a definite date comes out, I think it's really smart to get him for cheap while you can. Moving on to my second wide receiver, that is Deontay Johnson. He had a trash week versus Baltimore, but well, it's it's because it was Baltimore and Pittsburgh's passing game was not very stellar to begin with. But um, yeah, Deontay Johnson, on weeks he does not get hurt mid-game or does not play Baltimore, he averages 20 points per game. And he racks up targets. And there's an easy schedule coming up. It's, it is the previously mentioned Dallas, Cincinnati, then Jacksonville schedule. So Deontay Johnson, expect this guy to keep on racking up points. I'm a big Deontay Johnson fan myself. There's a little bit of Steelers bias, you know, sprinkled in there. But um, Deontay Johnson, he gets a lot of targets, and on games he does not get hurt mid-game, which I know that's a, which I know that's happened twice, so that's not a very positive thing to hear. But if he can stay healthy, he is a keeper. He is a keeper, and get him for cheap right after he had a trash game. Moving on to my sell high guys, I have three people. One is a wide receiver and two running backs. Let's just start with the wide receiver. That is Tyler Lockett. I'm a big Tyler Lockett guy. I love Tyler Lockett. I think he's a fantastic receiver, but he's so inconsistent in fantasy. He's so inconsistent. I was hoping against the Cardinals he would just have a good game so I could potentially trade him, but then he drops 53 points. I can't trade him after giving after him getting 53 points. So I'm thinking hopefully Russell Wilson will continue to give him targets, and then the next week he gets... I don't know the exact number, but it was not good. Um, yeah, I think you should get what you can while he's still, I think it's what, third or fourth on position rank. I haven't checked today, but it, it's still very high. And um, yeah, if you can jip someone with Tyler Lockett, because I don't like the inconsistencies. I don't like inconsistent players on fantasy. If you can drop 53, I'll tip my cap to you. I think he's a fantastic receiver. But, you know, with DK lined up on the opposite side of him, he's way more of a red zone threat than Tyler Lockett. So I think get what you can for Tyler Lockett while he's still ranked very high on position rank. Moving on to the second, I mean, moving on to the running backs, talking about the first running back, that is Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboys running back. Um... I planned on him being a buy low candidate because I expected him to have a good game against Philly. But um, yeah, watching that Sunday night game really put into perspective how many injuries this Cowboys team has had. And this is not Zeke's fault why he is on this list. I don't blame him because he still gets a lot of touches and is a great back. But they don't have an offensive line. And their rookie quarterback, I, f- I forgot his name already. But, um, ah, uh, and the rookie quarterback did not even try to throw it to him. He got no receptions throughout the entire game, which is scary to me. I was thinking that the rookie quarterback would target Zeke a lot because he's a dump off guy. You just dump the ball off to him. That's what Dak did. And it was incredible for fantasy. But it's like Danucci or something like that. He, he did not connect with him during the passing game. So I'm thinking, shit. I got to get rid of this guy while I can. I can because 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 I do think as he will do well 
towards the end of the season as they get used to this terrible situation that they're in. Um, I don't think he will be nowhere near where he should be. Nowhere near where Ezekiel Elliott usually is. So I think you should get rid of Zeke. I, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do what I can to get Josh Jacobs and Gaskin, but I'm definitely not doing no damn one for one. I'm going to try to chip someone with Zeke. Moving on to the second running back. That's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for the Chiefs. He's played fantastic this season. He's a fantastic running back. But with Le'Veon Bell getting involved in the passing game during the Jets game, um... I feel like the I feel like the Le'Veon storm's coming. I'm a, Le'Veon's still a fantastic back, and I can feel it coming. I I don't know why. Just I feel like Le'Veon's touches are about to go up. I, I think you should get what you can be be be, be before it's too late with Everett's with with this guy. So. Edward Hilaire, I think he's a great piece for the Chiefs team just in football terms, but in fantasy football terms, mm-mm. I don't like him with Le'Veon Bell getting involved with the passing game. Hell no. Moving on to these streams, I have one at every position with the exception of kicker because, though, because you know, that's not rocket science to figure out. I think y'all can do it. Um, starting off with the quarterback, that is Drew Locke. Coming off of a comeback win, where he threw three touchdowns during that comeback, he gets the pleasure to play Atlanta. So I think he should get a few easy touchdowns, and this is a good week for Drew Locke just to kind of kick back and toss the pigskin for some touchdowns. I don't think he throws a pick this game because they're playing Atlanta. So so, so I do think Drew Locke, I do think he's trending upwards, and Atlanta's defense has been trending downwards for like three seasons now. So, Drew Locke this week, great quarterback stream. Moving on to the running back, that is, well, previously mentioned, Damian Harris. As I said in waiver pickups, the production is going up and he's playing the Jets. This is a no-brainer. Moving on to wide receiver, that is Mike Williams for the Los Angeles Chargers. He is a red zone threat for Justin Herbert. And Las Vegas' 25th ranked pass defense. I think some red zone targets are bound to happen with which is Mike Williams' size and ability to grab the jump ball alone. I do think Justin Herbert's meshing well with Mike Williams, so I think he'll be bound to get some touchdowns, maybe two this week. Moving on to tight end, that that is Eric Ebron. Once again, another previously mentioned guy. He's playing Dallas, and he's gotten consistent targets all season. I think he's a fantastic start this week. Um, yeah, simple as that. Moving on to defense special teams, that is the Green Bay Packers playing on Thursday night. Um, I do usually like their defense. I got nothing against them. And uh, the 49ers this week are out. I mean, they're without Jimmy G, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Debo Samuels. If they cannot stop a trio of Nick Mullins, Jarek McKinnon, and Brian—I mean Brandon Ayuk—then the Packers have major issues, major defensive issues. I think their defense is talented enough to stop that team. That's going to do it for me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. Follow me on Twitter at stutteringprods, that's stuttering P-R-O-D-S. 
I was going to do something with the NFL trade deadline, but then nothing happened. It's 4.15 right now. Nothing happened. So, yeah, pretty boring deadline. Um, Yeah, follow me on Instagram at well at that guy who talks about the sports. I'm going to be posting on there, like, you know, different content. I do plan on making, like, an MVP race post today. And yesterday I did a um, I did a week eight recap with my top three plays, top three player performances, and game of the week. Yes, I know they're low quality and they probably suck, but um, yeah, I'm using a free application, so I'm trying my hardest to do the best that I can. That's going to do it. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and uh, yeah, have a good one.